Howdy. Joining me once again today is my inaugural guest, Braden Bartlett, who also did the theme song that you're about to hear. We recorded this on Thursday, April 2nd, 2020, in the middle of the coronavirus or COVID-19 pandemic. We did have a couple audio issues where Braden kind of cut out, so I edited around that as best I could. So if it doesn't make sense, that's why. Anyway, enjoy the show. Ahoy. Ahoy, ahoy. Man, I was just looking through our thread and it's it's actually been a year since our last episode. Yeah, I saw that. Time is crazy, man. Yeah. So let's uh, let's get right back to uh catching up with what's new in the art and school world there at Hayes. So did you finish up your degree or is that what you're doing this semester online? Or what's happening? Uh, yeah, that's what I'm doing right now, actually. They transitioned to online slash, um, it's like Skype lectures uh, for a couple of my classes, and then everything else is just through Blackboard, which is just the host site that Fort Hayes uses for um, these classes and everything. But a lot of these classes were not meant to be online classes, so. Well, especially when you're in art. Like, how do you do your art projects is the shop closed down? Can you guys get in there? Yeah, no, I can't use the shop at all. Uh, no, none of us. Uh, he's letting the uh, graduate students in there. They're technically not supposed to be, but that's just... Kind of small groups, and they're going to make sure that everything's yeah. getting cleaned and all that. Right. And yeah, and I guess we just don't know on the timeline. I was going to say, well, when can you get back in there? But no one knows, because that's like what the whole world's dealing with right exactly. now. Exactly. <laughs> So what is that going to do? Because you know, what was what was the trip you originally had planned for the summer, and then to what extent are you gonna be? Are you still hopeful that that can happen, or has it already been canceled? I'm hopeful, but um, yeah, honestly, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, we're supposed to leave the uh, second week of June, okay. and we were. I already bought my ticket. Didn't. Oh, well, I might have gotten insurance. I don't remember actually on that one. I'll have to double check though. Well, I feel like they may be giving everybody a pass on all that stuff anyway, because if the flight doesn't happen. Yeah. That's, you know what I'm saying? It's different than you right. canceling your plans. That's like, no, the flight literally might be canceled. Right? Right, I, right. So, I got so, you. Yeah. So, so I don't know how all that's going to work. Yeah, that makes, I don't, I don't either. I know like some people were going through their uh, insurance plans and like in the small print, it specifically says like, this doesn't apply if there's a pandemic. <laughs> Does it really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It could, it could have been, could have been, I read it on the internet, but you know, it's. They're like the insurance itself doesn't cover a pandemic. Right. <laughs> oh my gosh. So, okay. So good thing I didn't get flight insurance because it wouldn't have mattered right. anyway. <laughs> yeah. So again, not to get, we want, I want to talk about that trip after it does happen, even if it's not this summer, but tell me what it's supposed to be again. So the purpose of the trip was, um, my sculpture professor went down there last summer uh, and they started. Where's there? Uh, sorry. <laughs> Rudelstadt, Germany. There you go. And, uh, <laughs> there's an old foundry down there and uh, they have a crew and everything. They used to cast iron. Now they're strictly aluminum. It's all art. And they use this green sand, which for their molds, which is just sand that doesn't quite bond all the way together. Hmm. So uh, you can only do like relief patterns with it. So, uh, and all they have is aluminum, but they have an iron furnace there. And so the goal initially was to go repair this old iron furnace, uh, 
it's like 150 years old and uh teach the crews how to run it and everything because it hasn't been ran in like 15 years or something like but you know uh i don't know second week of june that's couple months away now you know like right right uh, so i'm afraid even if we do go everything is going to be shut down when we get there you know yeah i feel like one month one month from now we'll have a lot uh a lot better answers on that i guess (sighs) yeah it's it's frustrating and then i'm in i'm in the same boat i'm supposed to fly out to japan on july 1st and i'm kind of just waiting to where i've been telling myself if the flight happens i'll get on it because if right. they decide not to cancel the flight again, I mean, I'm, I'm, I think I'm doing a good job. I'm, I mean, I tend to, I hate to, man, knock on wood here, but I tend not to get sick because I am, I've always been a little bit of a germaphobe, but at the same time, I'm not getting too ultra paranoid with all this going on. I'm just being, being careful and, yeah. and, uh, just probably a little more hyper aware than, than I already am. Anyway, so I'm not adverse to getting on a flight if the flight still happens. But yeah, that's where I am concerned. Is like, well, what if they don't cancel the flight? But at the same time, Japan isn't allowing Americans to come over. Well, the flight still happens to get Japanese people maybe over here that are home. So am I allowed to get on the flight? But then am I just quarantined once I get to Japan? And so those are kind of the questions. And I don't want to cancel on my end because like you're saying, I don't want to be out. But I don't know. I don't think the airlines are going to try to screw people. I've been getting a lot of emails from the airline already, just kind of, you know, not about my flight specifically, but just kind of Delta saying, hey, you know, blah, 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 we're all in this together. And the same thing with Airbnb. I had all, I have all those already booked. Right. And a few weeks ago, Airbnb kind of put out a almost kind of a no fault thing where if anybody booked before March 14th for anything through April 14th, they would basically say, it's it's a no fault thing. We'll give you your money back, and we're going to give the host still the money too. So like everybody, oh. no no one's out either now. But again, I had, that was through April fourteenth, so I haven't seen them update that since because I booked you know in February for July. So I'm probably in the minority that books that far out. But again, it's like if I, I I'd be good with credit. I just don't want to lose the money. Like I'm good with like I'll go again. Some I I'll even earmark those same places I booked and just let me go there again next time I want to end up going or right. Or right. again, there's still there's still maybe what a ten percent chance I do end up taking this trip if things kind of turn around. So I I don't know. And just the, right. the, the not knowing is kind of the worst part about all of this for sure. Yeah, I I agree. And uh, there's there's been so much change that's happened in such little amount of time. It's really shown you like what more change could happen in this little amount of time. You know, you're like, we don't know what it's going to be like in two weeks from now. True. It could be true, completely right. different from now. Right. So, and, and then you don't know what to, how to trust all the numbers. Cause I get the graphs and the exponential curves, but then a lot of that stuff, the numbers are being affected by the testing and not necessarily the rate of infection. And right. there's just so many variables and it's just so unprecedented that no one really knows what's going on. And I'm trying to, lean on the hopeful side of things but at the same time while also trying to mentally prepare myself for the worst case scenario side of things right where they're talking even like a 12 to 18 month cycle for all of this to play through but then i'm also hopeful hey maybe april here is the worst of it and then in may we start to kind of plateau and level off but then even then at what point do they actually start opening stuff up versus the numbers are getting better but we still want to stay on lockdown and this it's uh it's it's a mess. <laughs> right, right. And I don't know, I found myself having to do this with every news source uh like related to COVID or not, but right. it's it, it's kind of sad, but I've kind of been just taking like the most conservative numbers I can find and then the most liberal numbers I can find 
and trying to just like guesstimate and and in between the the shoe's gonna be in the middle somewhere right exactly yeah yeah and that's probably a good way to say it so right what i'm saying yeah because neither neither of them are gonna be right (laughs) correct so right i I, that's probably a good way to put it so people are saying it's gonna blow over here in a couple weeks okay that's naive but also people are saying it is gonna be potentially 18 months that's probably not likely given the fact that we are taking precautions. I, I could see that if we did nothing, if we had like the full NCAA tournament, the full NBA season, people still going to concerts. I could absolutely see that stretching out to 18 months and just being yeah. a disaster. But the fact that we're doing so much, again, not that, not that we know, but again, I think to your point, the answer has got to be in the middle then. If we're right. doing these things, I can't imagine it's going to be a couple weeks, but that's again that's right in that spot a couple months is oh you're now headed to that trip pretty soon and right yeah you know yeah. it's still on yeah <laughs> yeah and i think what's really what's probably gonna happen of course this would be just well i know it's it's easy for us as humans to make everything about us but it's gonna be everything's back to normal but your trip got canceled prematurely and it's too late to rebook it like it's gonna be stuff right. like that well yeah. we could have gone but we already canceled yeah. everything yeah. yeah and that's <laughs> I don't know. Yes. Anyway, we'll we'll see. That's that's so frustrating. So let's say I don't know. Let's just kind of piece this out. Our stuff does get canceled this summer, but by this fall, everything's back and going again. So will you be finishing up your degree here online in May, just without walking or whatever? Yes. Yeah. They're talking about having a delayed. So maybe you guys walk in June ceremony. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So then what what are your plans this fall if things if society returns to normal? <laughs> uh right now, so I still have my National Guard contract oh, going right. and that that ends in February of 2021. Okay, that's right. As of right now, I'm planning on getting out so that I can go to grad school if I want to. Like overseas potentially, whereas the guard yeah. would keep you kind of trapped if if you didn't, yeah. Exactly, yeah. Uh and so I think I'm going to just stick around Hayes and take like one credit hour of sculpture just so I can still have access to the facilities uh, and just like work here and try to save up some money for when I, okay, gotcha. you know, if, if the trip doesn't happen, you know, whatever, save up some money so I can go look at schools. Okay. I'm stuck here anyways because of the guard, so I may as well be. <laughs> no, right. I mean, and that makes sense. And that, so you wouldn't have a full class load, but you obviously still would stay connected to the artwork there. And then, oh, and then I, I wanted to ask about your band, because I see you guys posting uh, stuff online. Aren't you guys getting ready to do like an online concert here or something in a couple weeks too? Yes. Yes. Go ahead and plug that. <laughs> All right. Sweet. Yeah. So first off, I'll drop our social medias. So our Facebook is just at Sister Kilowatt and... Instagram is sister underscore kilowatt. Both of those spelled the regular way. (laughs) And and, uh, yeah, so coming up April 14th, so uh, about two weeks from now, a little less, I guess now. We have the our Corin Stream show is what we called it. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, we've got like an hour's worth of of music uh, lined up for it and as well as we're going to drop some t-shirt designs that we've had made uh, by some other uh, like Fort Hayes alumni. So nice. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about it. We don't have anything uh, recorded musically uh, and on the web yet. Oh, okay. The plan is to uh, it, it's in the works. So stay tuned. <laughs> so this is, this is almost kind of like then you're I mean, you've been playing like the local clubs and stuff, but this is kind of like your big debut then. 
or I don't know what you, what you this is this is you guys going mainstream. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. And but, is it is it just guys from Hayes there that you met? Yeah. Uh so Austin the drummer was a painting major. I've been hanging out with him since my freshman year, 5 years ago when I first got here. Uh he took a sculpture class and my first words we were talking in class one day like 5 years ago and I was like, "You know, Alt J is a like pop electronic band kind of. I was like, you know, old Jay uh, went to art school members. <laughs> and now five years later, we're <laughs> in a band together. Nice. <laughs> so, but it's been fun. Uh, and then Anna, the bass player, she was a psych major uh, here at Hayes. So similar friend groups. We just all kind of ended up running into each other and sticking together. So, and, and it's one of those things where too, I mean, it's, it, it, it's kind of, I don't know. So, the whole forming a band in college thing is kind of cliche, but at the same time, I don't think that's any reason to trivialize trivialize it or anything like that. Like it's still, no matter what happens with any band, it's still worth forming a band, and that's just so fun to get together and create. And it's not yeah, about sure. it's not about quote unquote making it. And that I mean that I don't for think sure. that should ever be the goal. And just it's just all about the. And of course, you're an artist, yeah. It's just all about the the creation, yeah. and, and it's just it's yeah. just so. Uh, so rewarding, and for those listening, of course, uh, Braden on his own did the did the intro and outro to this podcast you're listening to. I don't know if that matches the sound of the band at all. I haven't actually listened to much of Sister Kilowatt yet, but yes, yeah, just kind of that music mindset and always being being creative. Yeah. I've actually uh, improved as a musician. <laughs> since i wrote the jingle for this <laughs> yeah. podcast. No, oh yeah oh, yeah true do we, do we need so, to up it are you like embarrassed by it now do we need to like maybe give it a give might it... be time for an update well we we, we can do that we can do that I, <laughs> absolutely i'll i i welcome any free music you'll give me <laughs> and i just like having something that was original you know because i because like the history podcast i just pulled something from youtube for free that's not original gotcha. it's just you know something that gotcha. didn't re- require any kind of licensing so yours is that but original versus just you know uh open open source or whatever they call it right um so what about working out are you still been working out or how are you adjusting your workouts to this crisis yeah so i took i mean we all have little lazy spells I had a little lazy spell <laughs> wasn't i didn't quit working out entirely but i wasn't uh keeping this schedule that i like that i would have liked to have maintained before uh, all this I, hit even yes before all this when everything was still normal if anything okay. this has helped me get back gotcha on gotcha yeah, track, yeah, yeah you know so i also skipped leg day for like a year <laughs> and like I, just I like you. i don't <laughs> yeah so other little things like chest is my weakest lift, I think, right now. So I've been like doubling up on chest and leg day. I'll do a high rep day and then a, like a five by five high weight day uh, on opposite ends of the week. And we actually have a free weight. That's what uh, I was going to ask. You actually for, have equipment, which is nice. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We have a free weight rack in the garage and dumbbells and bands and a boxing uh, a bag and everything. Oh, okay. So we're pretty fortunate. Like uh, my roommate Trent acquired a lot of this stuff before I moved in, so he's got a pretty good setup going right now that I've been able to take advantage of. Okay, yeah, you you kind of lucked out then because they've kind of even like shut us down from. 
So I get that I can't work out with athletes right now, but I was still kind of going into the weight room by myself. But I would, right. and, and I even got to where I was like, you know, because the the restrictions have kind of just you know progressively gotten more and more strict, and I got to the point where I was going in like a couple times a week, washing my hands in the weight room, doing a couple set of pull ups, washing my hands, <laughs> and then leaving. And now I'm to the point, just kind of based on all the emails that are going through the district, that like, yeah, even that is not okay. Like, it's just you just not yeah. just don't be in the building at all. I'm like, I get where they're coming from, but at the same time, what is the possible risk of going into the weight room, washing my hands, doing pull ups? So I'm touching one bar with clean hands, and then washing my hands after I touch that one bar. Yeah, <laughs> but no, we probably probably shouldn't even do that. And then, so then, what I've been doing because pull ups have kind of been my main thing for the last year. But ever since watching Free Solo, I've been all about doing like just nice. the, the pull ups and the body weight stuff. So I'm killed out on pull ups right now. But so there's also <laughs> like some you know parks around the city. So okay, well, I'll go to the parks around the city, and you can kind of you know do some pull ups on the various monkey bars and things there. But of course, they and they haven't shut them down yet. But they have the signs up on them that say, "Hey, enjoy the outside during this you know pandemic thing." But we recommend that you don't use the playground equipment because the city isn't cleaning it. So it is just a recommendation. It's not cordoned off or anything yet. So I'm again, I kind of wash my hands, walk to the you know walk or run or whatever to the playground, look around to make sure I'm alone, <laughs> do some <laughs> rattle off some pull ups, and then walk away like I just stole something. <laughs> <laughs> and go home and wash my hands. I'm just like, this is so ridiculous. But at the same time, like, I'm gonna get in trouble, or get, the cops are gonna pull up and be like, "What are you doing? <laughs> get right. off those monkey bars!" Yeah. <laughs> and anyway, so that's my life right now. <laughs> nice. That was one thing that I was curious about when they uh, released the stay-at-home order. Everyone was free, like saying that you had to have the work. If you were an essential worker. Oh, right. To even get outside. Right, right. Yeah, I was like, that do- That sounds pretty unconstitutional. Right, it, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And the whole, yeah, martial law or, or, and all that kind of stuff. And uh, and that was even my thought. Like, I get being cautious, but I hate stupidity. So if I'm going to go out and run and never be within 100 feet of anybody, what's the problem? And right. I get if I'm touching things that other people could touch and all that, but a run does not do that. And so I was, so I was getting a little nervous too before they put it in, in all these orders. And I was seeing like other states that had had them before us, and they were saying, "Yes, you can go to the grocery store, you can go to the pharmacy, you can go out for a walk." I'm like, "Oh, okay." So, and I, and I don't think it's, I think that's a good thing because I feel like if this had happened, and I guess I don't know exactly what they did in 1918, 1919, but if this had happened in even like the 60s, I could see them saying. We don't recognize the importance of exercise or any kind of, you know, things that are actually important for sanity. So everyone just stay in your houses. And right. they wouldn't recognize some of those needs today like to be like we do today. So I don't know. And not having near the the media that we have now. Like, right, like right now. We're we're, we're talking we're talking face to face. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Just sitting in front of a box TV for two <laughs> weeks oh my gosh. in the sixties, yeah. yeah. you know? Like yeah. Well, again, go back to 1918, 1919. So, like, if they closed down, again, I did, I did do some superficial research. They did close some schools uh, back then, two hundred years ago, to I think mm-hmm. re- reduce the spread of Spanish flu. Right. So, movie theaters would have been their emphasis anyway. Anyway, so I, I'm guessing they closed those down. But outside of that, you're basically like books. It just would have been. But if they closed the libraries, and I don't know if they did back then. But like, what, people who didn't have books at home. 
what do you do? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So anyone now who says they're bored, I think is just a boring person themselves. I mean, think about what yeah. it would have been like a hundred years ago. So yeah, I, I mean, I've I've been working on. Sadly, outside of not being able to go to track practice, I'm not sure what extent my life has actually changed much. And I'm not sure what that says. Uh, I don't know if that's good or bad. So I'm kind of just being a little bit more productive on all of the projects I kind of was working on anyway, and definitely have more time to write and all nice. that. You know, I, I started working on a video. So I uh, last on my last summer trip, I never actually got around to doing like a big blog post about it or anything, but I did. I, I vlogged it the whole way through. And so I'm just now, you know, nine months later, starting to stitch together that into maybe kind of a travel log video of the whole trip. Yeah, that's and really cool. It's just kind of over. It's just it's you know it's like honestly it's probably like 400 little clips averaging 20 seconds, wow. and just trying to stitch that together. And I just started basically you know yesterday, <laughs> so oh, wow. it, it, it <laughs> might it might be until this summer before I actually get something done. But again, it's kind of finding times to do those little creative projects that. Uh, you might not otherwise have done. And you do hear a lot of people just get around town. It's like, oh, they're fixing this stuff on their house. Or there's just a lot of little things that I think people yeah. are handling it better than I might have thought, especially after the initial toilet paper pandemic or, or sorry, panic of three weeks ago. Yeah. So pe- people are kind of be actually being chill and kind of there is a feeling of we're in this together. And it's, That's it's good. good. It's good. Now, I am down to like my last roll of toilet paper (laughs) and I don't want to, I don't want (laughs) to hoard it, but I just need some. And so I'm not sure how how to handle that yet. Cause anyway, so I was in the same boat. I was like, I have two rolls left. Like, what do I I actually need? Right, right. And then people uh, are going to buy a pack of toilet paper and you're going to go and look like the bad guy. Yeah. So I thought, my thought was go and buy, you know, the usual 12 pack, but then like very like, just kind of out loud to no one be like, anybody want to split this? This is far too much for me. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) Just to be like, I need Everyone that you run into, just make it known. Yeah, yeah. You want to roll this? I got the the good stuff. You want to roll? But again, even if I can't even find it, it's just frustrating because like there's not a shortage and I'm not trying to change my buying habits, but then other people are forcing me to change my buying habits based on what's in stock and not. And, I don't know, yeah. but again, I guess if if that's the worst we're dealing with, you know, that's we're we're, we're doing okay. I mean, I, I I have heard of a couple, you know, Cheney graduates that have have actually had COVID nineteen, but are, I think are both recovering and haven't no, no don't know of anybody that I know personally who's you know suffered too much from it or knows anybody even who's died from it yet. But again, I think by the end of that this month, that's going to be a whole different story, and we'll know a lot more people with it, and we'll probably yeah. all know someone who died from it by the end of this month, which is crazy. Yeah. And it sounds like like right now is like the deciding point, you know, like yes. this could, this month is pivotal. Like it could right. all get better after this month or it could all get much right, worse right. depending on if we can effectively uh, like isolate ourselves and right. practice this uh, social distancing and everything. And I think it could be a state to state thing. So I think that Kansas being more proactive compared to some states, especially based on our lower population. I th- I could you know my hope is that we'll be one of the best off states as far as outbreaks because yeah. we were more proactive sooner and we're in the middle of the country where we're slow to get to and we have a small population versus Florida who just like yesterday as the day before just now did what Kansas did two weeks ago and it was there sooner and they have a larger population and an elderly population so 
you could you, I think you can start seeing big differences state to state with with all that stuff. Right. Again, I don't want things to be bad in Florida, but I'm just saying that could be how we it plays out. But everyone's just kind of guessing at this point. Yeah, yeah. It, it's also uh, it's been really interesting to me talking to people and kind of seeing uh, the the spectrum of uh, how much people are affected yeah. by having to stay in and everything. Like we had just uh, mentioned just a little bit ago, but like my roommate, he's a tattoo artist down at the local tattoo shop. And, you know, before he was in, he just graduated this last fall. So now he's just been working at the shop. And now like, you know, the only thing with him is that he doesn't go to work now. Right. And that was like, it wasn't the only thing he he has hobbies like he's right, not a boring right, right. person you know but that was the only thing that you know he consistently had right. every day or whatever you know so like technically that's like one one factor has changed for him and then you have like students who also have jobs and then like they lose a job and now they have to do classes at home right so they go from being out all the time to just being you know the the amount of time that I spent at home before all this was like pretty minute like i came oh, home right, you were you were at the art shop or yeah 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 whereas other people and obviously not every, like it varies from person to person you know but it's just interesting like seeing uh, the spectrum of right well then my my brother works at an old age home so his life essentially has not changed he still oh, has he still has the same schedule because you right. have to go and still take care of that population so he's basically unaffected other than now he has two daughters, so their school schedule has been affected, and maybe his there's changes with his family life and what his kids are doing. But him and his wife both work in essential fields where their work schedule is essentially unaffected. And I, I don't think they've seen an increase necessarily in their hours, but it definitely has not been a decrease even at all. So yeah, right. they're 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 relative. And of course, then my parents are retired, but that but the, what they're affected actually more than my brother though is well they used to go to the Y multiple times a week. Well, the Y is now closed. So uh, it it did actually have effects on more of my retired parents than it did on my working brother. <laughs> so yeah, but yeah, it's just every, everybody's got a different story. And, and like yeah, like I said, outside of track practice, I just have a lot more time for the projects I was already kind of doing anyway. And yeah, it's so yeah, I'm I'm definitely on the lucky side for sure. But yeah, so and, and of course all that you know is not including people who are actually contracting the illness. <laughs> And right. <laughs> and having to deal with that side of it, or you know, the, they were being a caretaker to someone with the illness, and all those kinds of things. And you, you definitely see all you know, a lot of we all know nurses and doctors that are friends on Facebook, and that's not looking fun. Even if it's around Kansas, it's more yeah. just the yeah. anticipation right now, as opposed to it being bad yet. But it's coming. And again, I have friends out of state. I mean, there's you know, nurse in Denver on Facebook, and she's talking about it already getting crazy there, and. Because Colorado, I think, you know, being so close to Kansas is actually quite a bit different and hitting the cases a lot harder. Yeah, that's what I, I heard that they put out. Like, if you have been to anywhere in Colorado in the last so many days, right. you have to quarantine for right. 14 days. You know, you stayed with a friend of yours in Seattle, right? A couple years back? Uh, Portland. Portland. Okay. Oh, right. Because Washington. Have you heard anything worse. for. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you know, Seattle was way worse off. Uh, you know, Washington was actually like kind of ground zero in the United States. It sounds like Washington State was. So yeah, no, was... Uh, in Portland, she already worked from home quite a bit. So she's just working more at home, and has two young kids now up there. So I, I think 
they're doing all right. I don't, I'm not sure if her husband, I'm guessing her husband's working from home more now too. And he was in advertising. So I, I think they had jobs that kind of lend themselves to be able to work from home with relative ease to a point. I mean, obviously there's a lot of meetings and stuff that would have been canceled, but right. And yeah, I don't think Portland's as bad as Seattle might've been. Right. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. You got to have you friends all over the country and everybody's kind of in a different, different boat. When I've heard of, uh, to some another uh, Chini grad who was over in Africa and had a little bit of issues getting back. Like I think he was doing mission work, maybe. Oh, and was, really? Had to kind of just got back his home now. I think in Chini, but you know, had to go through that process of okay, what's the quarantine situation? What's the travel situation? And what's the best way to get home safely? And and all that. Yeah. Right. I can't imagine how stressful that situation would be. Well, we had two foreign exchange students this year, so oh, really? So they, my understanding is they've both now already gone home. So they're supposed to be here through graduation into May and everything. I think right. they, they've just now both already gone back home. To, uh, one was from Denmark, one was from Hungary. So they've just kind of both gone back home already. Wow. Yeah, it's kind of kind of stinks and got their experience cut short there. But again, yeah, online schooling versus yeah, United, especially United States is bad. Let's go ahead and get back to. Denmark and Hungary, where maybe things are a little bit under control, better. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's just uh, the last thing I wanted to talk about is uh, anything you've been been watching recently that maybe you wouldn't have got to otherwise that you've kind of been if you have been watching a little more TV or Netflix or movies or whatever. Yeah. Um. So let's see. If I can start with Tiger King. It's the biggest oh, documentary man. in the U.S. right now. And I, I, I <laughs> haven't pulled the trigger because it doesn't look like my cup of tea, but it's definitely like the main thing in the cultural zeitgeist right now. So I feel like I want to be yeah. part of that. But at the same time, I just see, I mean, I kind of know a lot about it just from what's out there on social media. And it doesn't interest me in the slightest. Yeah. See, it was weird. I listened to a, like a, it's like a true crime yeah. uh, podcast, okay. just macabre podcast to talk about like paranormal stuff, all this oh, stuff. Okay. And they also have a current events, like, sub-episode thing going on. So they had mentioned this Joe Exotic guy, like, months before. Before he... Oh, like, okay. Before yeah. the, before the, so the way, thing dropped, yeah. Right. So I was like, man, this guy is crazy. This is a crazy story. And then I am scrolling through uh, Netflix, and I uh. see the new releases, and it says Tiger King, and then it has Joe Exotic's name in the description. I was like, no way. So that's what, how oh, okay. I So you already had kind it. of an initial kind of glimpse of it, and we're interested. Yeah, okay. Right, right. So it's interesting. I made my mom watch it, and <laughs> that was pretty funny. <laughs> okay. No, I, yeah, I'm sure it would be engaging I just, I don't know. I'm trying to think. It's the whole, to me, again, I have not watched it, but to me, it just has this vibe of this whole fake reality TV thing, and it's just kind of sensationalist for the sake of being sensationalist. And I get that it's based on this guy who is actually this messed up. I get that, but that in and yeah. of itself doesn't interest me. Definitely. So I don't know. I, I, I'm sure I would like it, and I would be entertained by it, but I'm also like, I got better things to do. Right, yeah. And then let's... Uh, Better Call Saul, the prequel to the Breaking Bad. Oh, right, and I that that one I've heard is good, and I have not gotten around to that one either. I like it a lot. There's been several moments throughout the series that I'm just like, man, like that's just like great cinematography. Like okay. everything's just beautifully shot. It's not too cheesy, you know. It's like I would definitely recommend uh, Better Call Saul, but I would also is it on Netflix too. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Okay, because oh, that makes it a lot easier to watch for most people. Because uh, Breaking Bad was not originally, but I think it, then it kind of got put on after the fact. Yeah, yeah, it is now. 
and I would recommend seeing Breaking Bad before Better Call Saul, but it's also okay. like and I, and, I ha- and I have seen Breaking Bad, but I have not seen Breaking or Better nice. Call Saul yet. I finally caught up with Begin, something I wouldn't have probably made time for otherwise. I did catch up with all three of the John Wick movies. I had never nice. seen I had never seen any John Wick. Yeah, and they're they're entertaining, and it, so it's definitely not my it's definitely not my kind of movie because I'm I'm kind of the person that like a prolonged fight scene that's boring to me after a right. point, and and I definitely want more of the character and story. But at the same time, the I think what they do well is they kind of own that they're not trying to be. So with the movies that suck is where they're trying to pretend to have some kind of decent characterization, and then it's really just all about the action. This has no, it's not putting on any airs. Like, it, it's like, no, we are what we are. Right. He's right. just going to be mad and go kill a bunch of people. And yeah. and I do think the world they created with this subculture of this organized crime with all these rules and call this sense of honor within it, that's a cool thing they created. I'll definitely give them that. Yeah. But I was looking at like, the Rotten Tomatoes reviews get progressively better. And I would say, is that with the third one being the highest rated, I actually like the third one the least, though. So I, 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 oh, thought, really? I thought probably the second one was maybe the best, and the first one was really good, too. But the third one I didn't really care for at all. Like, I just, oh, really? I just thought, like, this didn't give me anything I didn't already have. I And again, yeah. maybe I need to rewatch them because I thought it had some inconsistencies. Like, I thought this guy was in charge. Now he's like he's like an underling. And yeah. anyway, but, uh, oh, so the one thing I was going to say, though, about John Wick is, like, uh, at least after the first couple, I was like, I think I figured out how to beat him. <laughs> like... <laughs> because no 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 hear me out hear me out because like when he's in when he's in a crowd he's only attacking and killing people who run straight at him wielding a gun or a knife right yeah he is completely ignoring the innocent bystanders the, the whole, yeah so yeah. all you have to do is look like an innocent bystander right. wear a baseball cap and a hoodie yep and you could kill john wick <laughs> you right. just have to not be wearing a suit right if you're wearing a suit and running out with a gun you're dead he's gonna kill you right <laughs> but if you're like oh no run 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 and then you slit his throat and he doesn't see it coming <laughs> <laughs> man you might be on I, I, there you go that, that's how you beat John Wick <laughs> now and then the other thing too is like so all these people are going after him so they'll like put like this crazy like oh 14 million dollars if you kill John Wick it's like but the people in that world who are going after that bounty are the people who know we cannot possibly beat John Wick like why would you oh I'm gonna it's like for a point zero 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 one percent chance I'm gonna go for 14 million dollars with the 99.9999 is I will die yeah, <laughs> it's like no, no, no. Like, and, and all these people seem to be well off anyway. They're already taking all these jobs. Like, take no, take fourteen one million dollar jobs and move on, <laughs> and right. live and spend the money. And what happens in the end? John Wick kills all of them. <laughs> right, right. And they would, and it, they would know that he's he's this legend in that world. Like, they wouldn't even try to tackle it. I, I don't know. I right. think they they wouldn't be that naive. I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, and, I agree. Yeah, and also, why is one quarter of the population secret assassins? <laughs> yeah, it's it's a lot. <laughs> he's he's walking through. I don't remember what right. the this what what the tally was on. They somebody counted the the total amount of people that oh someone did Wick the percentage in, oh, okay. in all three films okay but I was gonna say then and, what is that a percentage of of the people you see on screen oh that would be interesting because it's it's a stupid high percentage if you're in New York City and yeah I get let's say everyone in that in that underworld recognizes John Wick he's walking by any given stretch of road in New York and most people recognize him and want to right. kill him. <laughs> 
Right. It's just it's like so there's well, there's ten million people in New York and like yeah six million of them are assassins. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, it's a little I don't know it's kind of no fun. it's fun it's fun. Keanu yeah. Reeves yeah, it is fun and Keanu Reeves talks about it too like it is like like it's a comic book universe yeah you know, yeah that's a good way to say it like, no for sure yeah and I think the people that hate the movies right off the bat are the people that don't understand that it is intentional you know like right like that is right. the style of the movie you know like that's, right it's this like surreal like it's supposed to completely diverge from reality you know but yes it's definitely yeah. they're definitely uh redundant at times so i will right. admit <laughs> no, it, and it is one of the honestly probably is one of the best ever kind of character introductions in the sense that you meet him just as regular guy and then you slowly realize right. from the crime side of things, the criminal world element, you realize from their point of view who he actually is. And that slow reveal. And you're just kind of like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Like when that, that guy that runs the chop shop or whatever, he sees his car come in. He's like, how'd you get that car? Right. Like, get that car out of here. Right. Yeah. Right, and then you're right. like, oh. And he punches the guy. <laughs> and then the guy's like, why'd you punch yeah. my son? He's like, because he stole a car. Yeah. Who cares? John Wick's car. Oh. I see. <laughs> I'm like, what? Who is this guy? So that was all handled really well. It, it, it was definitely fun. Another one I watched that was surprisingly good, but it's it's so niche that it's only good if you're already super into this world. The the Jay and Silent Bob reboot. Yes. Yeah, I watched it. On, I just watched it like, uh, okay. like a week ago with my roommate. I'm a, I'm a huge fan. Yeah, so full disclosure, like it. it's only good... If you already like Kevin Smith and all his other stuff, if you have not seen that stuff, you not only will hate this I movie, you should hate this movie. It's not yeah. for you. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's, <laughs> There's so many. It's like, nothing but inside jokes. <laughs> it's nothing but inside jokes. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely but, right. But again, kind of like the John Wick thing where like it knows what it is. Jane Silent Bob right. reviewed. It knows what it is. Like it is right. just right. a. He, he, he designed. He had a target audience in mind. Right, he, right. I was telling right. some other friends, like, this movie is hilarious if you have Kevin Smith's biography memorized. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and I'm like, which I kind of do, so <laughs> right. we're, we're, we're good. So those are the movies I probably wouldn't have got to otherwise. And then TV shows I've been trying to keep up on. I'm still making my way through Vikings, and I, I still mostly dig it. But, you know, I am on, like, season, near the end of season five now. And I'm actually probably catching up. I didn't realize. I think they're still actually putting out new stuff slowly but surely. Yeah. And so I'm I'm nearing the end of season five. I mostly like it, but there's definitely, like, Ivar is such an unlikable character, I feel. Mm -hmm. So it's also, I don't know, it just seems like more of the same a lot of the time where, I don't know, I... And the, the historical stuff is just loose enough that that doesn't keep me super tied in. Like, I love that they have brought in Alfred the Great, but the timeline and the events don't necessarily work out. And I don't know. I, I'd still dig it, but there's a world where there's even a better version of Vikings out there that was made a little more historical. But it's cool. Mm-hmm. It's still cool. Yeah, I agree. That was kind of my take as well. I watched. I was super obsessed with it. And then I got to like fourth season. Yeah, it starts to slog and down a I'm little like, bit. Yeah. Man, yeah, I'm like, it, they just lost me. Is really it? I didn't, un- yeah. I didn't intentionally stop watching. Okay, it. Like, I just kind of drifted away, and because it was more, it was just kind of repeating itself. And but I, lo- I still love the show. Like, it's still a great show to watch. It's yeah, like, yeah, all the sh- the shots are beautiful. It's filmed in 
like geographically wherever they're true, filming is true. very it's just a beautifully rendered series yeah but uh but they did like lose me and i agree i hate ivar <laughs> i could not stand him <laughs> it, it, it made me, right he made me cringe so much just like everything that he did and said i'm like Ugh. and now i do like the progression though how you basically how you saw these characters born so you know like we yeah. literally saw ivar born and basically how uh, ragnar almost you know left him out to die or actually did leave him out to die and the mom came and picked him up right right yeah, yeah. so like things yeah. like that and you see the connection or that you know Bjorn is just such a badass and has such a presence. I mean, that actor does a great job, such a great presence yeah, on agree. screen, uh, on screen of encapsulating this character. And then we saw him as like a 12 or 13 year old in the first season. Right. And so that's all really cool. And the idea that these characters are based off of actual legend, like there is an actual legend of, you know, Ragnar. And I think his, his legendary name is actually mm-hmm. slightly different. It's like the show, it's like Lodebrook or whatever. It's it's something different maybe in, in reality. But he's this almost like King Arthur figure for the Vikings and right. and may or may we're not have existed. About, yeah. We did talk about that a little bit. On I think the we did. That you yeah. were working on how like... It was his grandfather's oh, like the yeah. concept of snow or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did we talk about that on the podcast or was that off off air? We talked about that last year sometime. I can't, I, I can't remember. But yes, basically, yeah, basically, I was going through and doing the research. You can kind of go well, go all the way back from say start in the ending point is like Elizabeth II. You know, today Queen of England. You can trace her all the way back to Rollo, who is a character in the show Vikings, because oh, right because he's you know he's connected to William the Conqueror. And then, but you can go back before that to the legendary figures, and there's actually you can kind of I mean you have to cheat a little bit and go into the legendary side of stuff. But you're basically going back from Rolo to these other you know right. Viking legends to then yeah basically the concept of snow and these original <laughs> these original gods that like were the part of the Norse creations of the universe, yeah. and it's also one continuous family tree. And I'm like, yeah. okay, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> which, which again, I mean, that ties into you know, there's the whole you know, the Greeks had that where they kind of would trace back to you know their rulers were actually traced back to the gods, and the Romans kind of did that, and the, and we just right. kind of forget that yeah, the Norse did that too, but then the Norse had these connections through Rollo and Normandy and William the Conqueror to the current monarchs in Britain, whereas we don't see that connection still in like Greece, where it's kind of dropped away, and we don't know how that connection would even still play forward to the present, but. No, it's <laughs> that's why I am kind of people kind of poo poo the the monarchy and and I don't care you know the whole William and Kate wedding kind of stuff, but I do think it's cool that they have this lineage that they can trace and I don't necessarily think it's important, but I think it's neat and I actually am one who advocates for the continuation of the monarchy just for this neat little thing that it has, yeah, yeah being able to trace it trace it back right. and. And uh, actually, I'm listening to a, a podcast right now called Rex Factor, and they do basically an episode on each monarch. And they started even like pre-Alfred the Great doing an episode on all these monarchs, or makes they probably start around Alfred the Great. But yeah, basically, so I'm up to like just now getting to where I'm ready to start Queen Victoria. But it's like an hour each episode on every monarch going back through well before William the Conqueror, wow. and and so that so that's kind of that's pretty that's kind of fun. That's so yeah. much work. No, right. Yeah. So oh, much yeah. research. <laughs> yeah. No, they've, they've been doing it. So actually, I, I found them just from some of the recent episodes about some other things. But they started this back like almost 10 years ago. 
And so I actually think they did Elizabeth second, you know, probably seven years ago. And they've just been doing other episodes about, I think they did Scotland after they did England and just kind of other. And then I think they started doing maybe some of the queen consorts, like the, you know, the, whoever was married to the king. So they, they've done some other episodes gotcha. since then too. And that's kind of where I found them. But yeah, it's, uh, it is interesting. It is interesting. Let's see. Oh man, the one that's so uncomfortable. I've been working my way through it slowly. I'm only four episodes in. And it's good, but so cringy is The Handmaid's Tale. Yes. Yeah, I started that before my friend Natalie moved away. Isn't it on HBO or It's something? on Hulu. Who, it is on Hulu? Well, it is All now. Right. I, don't know, I don't know what it aired on. It's not an HBO series, but I don't know what it aired on originally. Okay, I think I just didn't have Hulu at the time. But okay. I stopped watching it because she moved away. But oh, gotcha. I, 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 it is very uncomfortable to watch, but it's it is so good. Like, yeah, I had to keep watching. No, it. and yeah. I'm only four episodes in, but I, it's like almost need like I don't binge shows anyway. Like usually, I try to if I'm quote unquote binging a show, it's one episode a day, maybe a okay. second if it's you. gonna be if I'm gonna end a whole series, I might watch the last two in the same day. But outside of that, I try not to watch. But Handmaid's Tale, I'm like. I need a few days in between episodes. Like I, gotta, yeah, I gotta let that stress kind of simmer. Oh up. man, it's just I just it's it's so infuriating and uncomfortable and yeah. but also but I think that kind of speaks to how well done it is. And yeah, anyway, I'm I'm waking my way through it's an interesting it. Interesting concept. Yeah, I found a lot of shows on a lot of series like on on Netflix and Amazon where the concept of the story is like gold. I'm like, man, this is like yes. awesome. And then the second episode in, I'm like, the acting is so bad. I can't oh, watch another no. episode. And I'm like, wish somebody else could have like <laughs> had this story <laughs> yes, and executed yes. it well. You know? Great concept in poor execution. Yeah, I've definitely seen that before too. Oh, another one I, I shouldn't have it written down here, but I just remembered because I, I actually am already, I'm completely caught up with it just waiting the second season is one my brother and his wife suggested is uh the boys on uh amazon prime yeah i've i've uh i've watched the whole okay watched- okay and it's just one season out right yes yeah the second yeah. season i think is supposed to be this summer or whatever but okay it's uh it, it, it took me a couple episodes the first episode i was like okay because it's almost so much like it's just like Ugh. but i love the concept yeah same that one hooked me yeah 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 i i, I finished that whole series and like in a few days like okay, i was yeah uh, well that one hooked me pretty good i i like that i like the boys a lot i'm anticipating the second season i just like the whole anti-hero vibe to it all right and kind of this realistic sense that what would actually happen if you had these superheroes well well of course they'd right. be commodified by billion dollar corporations i'm like right, oh right yeah okay <laughs> and yeah so it's it's entertaining I, I recommend it but it is it's very violent uh for those who are thinking it's yeah. just kind of a superhero thing, it's yeah, basically, but not even like a Deadpool thing. Like Deadpool is almost like having fun with the violence versus the boys is pretty much serious and in earnest and kind of kind of yeah, dark and gritty and just as violent as Deadpool. And yeah, yeah it's uh, definitely not for everybody, but I, I do dig the concept that there's basically people out to get the superheroes because superheroes aren't actually good. He's probably the way to say it. Right. Without giving anything away. Yeah. Right. That's about all I had. Give us your band information real quick before we sign out here. Yeah. April 14th, nine o'clock Instagram live and Facebook live. Facebook is at sister kilowatt and Instagram is sister underscore kilowatt. It'd be awesome if you guys could tune in. 
Yeah, and there's no reason not to because you're stuck at home anyway. Right? Yeah. What else? <laughs> You've you'll have finished Netflix by then. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Thank you, Braden. We'll uh, we'll check you later. <laughs>